What's up? Welcome in to the CHGO Bears podcast presented by PointsBet, where you can get two risk-free bets up to $2,000 when you use the code CHGO. What's going on, everyone? My name is Adam Hogue, alongside Nicholas Moriano, and sitting in with us today, Kevin Kata, because he heard we were talking about stadium stuff, and he said, I have to be on the show. And I said, cool, I like that idea. Thank what, you. What's up? <laughs> I like stadium stuff. Yeah. It's like one of my favorite things to talk about. Yeah. We got a lot going on at CHGO mm-hmm. today. Yeah. There's like, I've, it was lively. It's lively in there's here. There's like three shows go, going on at the same time. That transition between the White Sox show and the Bears show was seamless. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that. I like the that. The well-oiled machine around here, which is. And now I don't have to be. spend an hour watching that team play baseball right now. I can talk about the Bears in the stadium instead. You're going to end up watching, though. Yeah. You're going to end up watching some of it. Watch. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. It'll ruin my. Uh, three to four o'clock hour today for mm-hmm. sure but oh, yeah. uh, in the meantime um welcome in you can follow us on twitter i'm at adam hogue he's at nicholas moriano he's at kevin Kaduk. we have um actually this turned out to be a show full of stuff one of those mornings where we're like all right we're gonna preview the jets we're gonna keep going I actually have two really notable players today mm-hmm. to talk about in our hogue's grade segment which has been on hold for a couple shows um, I don't know that we're going to get to both of them with some of the yeah, we'll see. info that um, has come out. Of course, there's the stadium talk, which, so just so you're aware, we are going <laughs> to skip the Jets preview today. We're going to just push it back a day. The football gods, the Chicago gods, they blessed us with some actual uh, news to discuss today, so we're going to do that. Um, so we'll push the Jets preview to tomorrow. We'll still try to get to, to those players if we have time. Um uh, Adam, you got to answer Bulls Rule 15. What do we got here? What do you guys think about them? Oh, yeah. I forgot. I missed the whole like, the know, glory of it, it yeah. man. I went on vacation. And I, I, was, I was able to enjoy it on social media, but never uh, in person. Never. It'll what? be back for sure. Yeah, for he sure. said it'd be back by Friday. I heard the podcast yesterday. And let me just, let me just defend you a little bit, okay? okay? Cool. I take exception to members of your family saying you look like a cheap, cheap porn, porn star. star. Cheap. I thought the entire time you look, you look like an expensive porn star. <laughs> hey, there we go. I See, if I would have gotten that, then maybe the mustache would still be here. But, um, yeah, no. It was my dad, though. My dad couldn't look at me like when we were having our fourth. We <laughs> celebrated the, uh, the 3rd of July. He's like, I just can't look at you right now. And I'm like, all right, dad. I've shaved it off. Just for you. Well, the best part be is back. your dad looks exactly like you. He does. He looks, and yes. I was kind of hoping that he would just feel compelled to grow on himself. So he the can't. next time I see him at the, he can't grow. He can't, his, he oh. can't grow it. Yeah. So it was, it was jealousy. It was jealousy. Yeah. It was jealousy. So it'll be back though. The mustache will return at some point. So, well, that's good news to hear. <laughs> um, because I was sad to hear that it was gone while I was gone, but yep. you know, what are you going to do? Uh, Braggs, our guy Bragg says, uh, Nick should have been forced to keep the mustache until the Bears won a regular season game. <laughs> we can still do that. Yeah, that could be a thing. I like that. We could still do that. I, mean, I like that can, a lot, actually. If, he has the power to apparently grow it back by Friday, which I'm impressed with. We we introduce a charity component. I, I like this idea. Let's All right, we're, we're going to put that down in our, our notes somewhere and keep that in. Everybody will future. love it except for your dad. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, damn it. Just win Bears. But if, but if charity's involved, then he can't yeah, take Yeah, then exception. he can't say anything. And so. then you just got to accept it. Thanks, Greg. Um, all right. Well, there's some news. One big story, one smaller story that actually does have to do with the Bears, but Baker Mayfield's been traded, guys. Yep. Uh, Baker Mayfield, just about 15 minutes before our show here, 
They Browns were just having a hell of an offseason. Um, I mean, think about trading all those first-round picks to get a quarterback who might not even play for you this year and then trade away your other quarterback that did lead you to the playoffs two mm-hmm. years ago and played a hurt last season despite not playing all that well. He was hurt and grinding it out, which I think says something about him as a player. And you got a fifth-round pick. A conditional fifth-round pick <laughs> to send him to the Carolina Panthers today. And you have to eat half the salary. Jesus Christ. I, I have an off-season Cleveland, but I guess if there was one franchise to do it, it would be the Browns. No doubt. And I'm like, I was just looking at Cleveland's roster. So if the scenario is that Deshaun Watson can't play, obviously there's no Baker Mayfield. Looks like it's uh, Jacoby Brissett time in, in Cleveland there to <laughs> take over. Like, man, that is... Uh, that is one team you don't want to be right now, for sure. But, yeah, uh, Baker in Carolina, I don't, I don't know. He, I don't know what that does for the Carolina Panthers, to be completely honest. The thing that's, that strikes me about this is there's an alternate universe in where the Carolina <laughs> Panthers take Justin Fields oh. in the 2021 NFL Draft, and we're sitting here right now talking about Baker Mayfield, the newest Chicago Bear. That's a universe I'm glad we're not a part of. Oh. <laughs> I would agree. <laughs> You're right, though. They might, they might be in that position. I mean, the Panthers aren't much better, to your point. Like, last year they have to go out and get Sam Darnold. After he doesn't work out. Jeez. Now the Browns, now they're just getting another first round. Now, I just, I, I find myself defending Baker Mayfield a little bit. He is not, um, even... Like, he is not a bust in the same way that Sam Darnold was a bust. No. In my no. opinion. He's not a bust in the same way that Mitch Trubisky didn't work out in Chicago. He, again, he just led them to the playoffs two years ago. He was pretty good that season. Last, se- last year, things went, you know, not as well. But he was playing he was injured, through man. a shoulder injury. Um, in fact, I would argue that he was still a good enough option Actually, I feel very strongly about this. He was still a good enough option for the Browns. Right. That they did not need to go risk everything to get Deshaun Watson and all of those issues and all that baggage that comes with him. Um, and not to just basically give him away on top of it. Yeah. It, it, I think the Panthers at least got a small upgrade at quarterback. He's better sure. than Sam Darnold for sure. And you're not going to be able to rely on Matt Corral, who they drafted right away. Mm-mm. So I... I don't know if it takes Carolina into any kind of real contender territory, but for what they gave up, I'd make that deal every single day of the week. Oh, yeah, for sure. Especially because they're paying for half the salary. Yeah, and that's the big thing, too, with Baker. Uh, Matt makes a good comment. I I thought Seattle would also be in on, like, the Baker Mayfield because they have Drew Locke. It's like that's a guy that you're probably not going to win with as as well, but Baker has another opportunity with a new team and see what he can do with it. Baker's just going to be a guy that's going to be around. I don't think this is going to be his last team. You know, yeah, <laughs> far from I can it. See that. He's good enough to start in the NFL. I think that obviously the Browns felt like this is not a guy that's going to take them to the promised land, and I, I'm not exactly sure that they're wrong there. But um, they did what they had to be had to be done. But you look at the Browns and the way that they just completely kind of bungled this whole thing. <sighs> Put and everything nuts. in the Deshaun Watson basket and. That's not what you want to do right now. Yeah, it's tough. Um, all right. Meanwhile, if there weren't – you, we, you guys talked about the Falcons yesterday on the show. Big mm-hmm. Falcons preview. The uh, Bears of the South 
They added another one today. And I just saw it in the notion notes. I didn't see this until, <laughs> until that just happened. Well, according to Jordan Schultz, Eddie Goldman is signing a one-year deal with the Atlanta Falcons. So, hey, Grady Jarrett and, like, a, I don't know what Eddie Goldman they're going to get, but, hey, that's an interior defensive line that can do some things. If Goldman – again, I don't know what Goldman – what status he is at this point because it took him forever to sign. And now if there's any team where former Bears are going to go, it is Atlanta because they're all freaking there. It's kind of like the NHL where all the Blackhawks were showing up at the, with the Florida Panthers. Mm. This is happening in the NFL. Goldman just such an enigma. He yeah. Just, yeah. Obviously, he was. We couldn't figure him out the last season or two. Obviously, mm-hmm. um, I don't know what to make of the whole thing. And yeah, we'll see what version they're going to get though. But he's he's on the. Atlanta that's the thing. Office. I don't know if he still wants to play. I mean, I guess yeah. if he's signing somewhere, he does. Um, but I. My expectations are not very high for what he'll be able to do. If anyone's going to know him, I, it's going to be Ryan Pace. Yeah. Well, obviously, someone that got him in the second round out of Florida State. So, yeah. We'll you think see. that the Pace connection, that, that was the thing that put this over the top? or? I mean, I think just seeing, hey, look at all my former teammates, too, that are also here. Um, yeah, but I think Pace does have a, a, a play in this and to why Eddie Goldman eventually signed um, with the team, with the person he knows and some of his former teammates. Um, J.R. Mayberry says, can Atlanta take the McCaskies, too? (laughs) (laughs) You know, maybe. That's a good line. All right. um, Well, speaking of the McCaskies, good segue to the stadium talk because Mm -hmm. Crane's Chicago business came out with a uh, story yesterday. I I think if we really break this down, like I don't mean to minimize the story, good scoop. But, like, no duh. At some point, like, <laughs> Chicago, like if the Bears were, if Lloyd Lightfoot in Chicago was going to be serious about potentially keeping the Bears, they had to at least discuss the idea of a dome, mm-hmm. which is what they apparently are going to do. They're going to get together all the politicians the way they do things, you know, in their meetings and then, you know, get nothing done. Right. And they're going to, uh, yeah, like that. That's how I envision the meetings. Just, just, going on just here, a lot of the, happening. this is the, the talk, the talking. Um, I, I got a kick out of the <laughs> estimate, too, for what the dome would cost. Somewhere between $400 million and $1.5 billion. Okay. Which, in Chicago... Calculation. Take the over. Take the over, yes. <laughs> I mean, can we talk about how big of a range that is? Yeah. It's for a singular like I don't mean the like it is still a singular object. It's just a it's a it's a big object. It's a dome. <laughs> Would this right. retract? But like or, I, don't, I don't know. You can't narrow it down to like somewhere between four hundred million and one point five billion. Gives them some leeway. One point five billion is four hundred million more than the Vikings paid for their entire damn stadium. Which is guaranteed to be nicer than whatever the Bears come up with, no, regardless. At the end of this, very true. That costs one point one billion. That's crazy. In another climate, by the way, where getting stadiums done was impossible for years, Minneapolis finally figured it out. And they ended up with two nice ones. Target Field should have a dome on it too, but they ended mm-hmm. up with two very nice stadiums on both ends of a downtown area. Yeah. I was like, I was reading one of the articles from the Chicago Tribune. Gregory Pratt wrote it, and in it, um, Lori Lightfoot says, "But we've got for the dome, we've got a premier stadium, 
and to match our pre- premier team. It's funny that she says that because a, literally a year ago, she also said, like most Bears fans, we want the organization to focus on putting a winning team on the field, being the Packers finally, and being relevant past October. Everything else is just noise. So it's like, oh, now they're a premier team a year later, and they haven't done crap. So it, it's just weird how these things work out. But a dome doesn't still fix the the whole problem where Soldier Field's located and what you can do just if you were in Arlington Heights, having all that space, you could build it up, put hotels, put – Put a restaurant, just making it an event, honestly. Yeah. A what, dome is eh. Well here's about here's the one problem a dome does fix. In it's the endless possibilities that come with the ability to host other events. Mm-hmm. So the Final Four, national championship games, um, potentially even a Super Bowl yeah. down the line. Which would probably be a one-time event, the way these Super Bowls have been going in North. Okay, you get you build the stadium, we'll give you one, but for the most part, we're going to keep them in the South, which is fine. But that just helps the city. That doesn't help the Bears. Nope. They would still own the stadium. They'd get all the revenue from that. So I'm struggling to understand if you're the Bears and you're like, okay, well, our options are to have this brand-new stadium in Arlington Heights right? with all these events that then we have some say and control over because it's our property and our building. What does what does putting a roof on Soldier Field do to help the Bears? We don't even know if the Bears want a roof. <laughs> no, I'll be honest. I, I'm surprised that Lori even came up with a plan. I, because there really isn't very many options. You're taking mm-hmm. a Frankenstein monster of a stadium and saying my plan is to make it even more of a Frankenstein monster. And in a lot of ways, Chicago is cursed be, because you have to uh, you have to salvage the the columns, right? You can't get rid of the columns; they're federally protected. This or that, whatever. Um, so, so you're just gonna enclose the whole thing? I don't understand like where that comes out. Now, if you were to say, okay, we and you can't you can't raise Soldier Field to the ground because of its status. Um, but if you were to say, like, okay, we're going to rebuild from there, okay, maybe I'm sort of listening. But Chicago's not going to get that done. You're, st- you're still pinned up against the lake. You probably don't have a big enough footprint to do it. Um, so this is, ve- I, I, I think, really the bare minimum Lori Lightfoot has to do, and, and it's really all she can do. Yeah. I mean, look, John Davis has a, has a good point here, too. A dome doesn't fix that. The traffic sucks. There's not enough seats, and that is literally the smallest stadium in the entire NFL. Yeah, the dome yeah. dome doesn't fix those things. So we're still, like you said, just putting a it, cap on what's a prehistoric stadium. I'm definitely not an engineering expert, but part of me also thinks that it would actually reduce the seating. <laughs> Probably, yeah, because of you know structurally putting that on there. So if you were to put a dome on the stadium, that you would somehow end up putting it over Lakeshore Drive too, right? I mean. It's so close to Lakeshore Drive. I don't understand how you would cover. Yeah. I mean, Bragg says, what about a really big tarp? And I'm like, not exactly sure it wouldn't be a, just a big like canvas tarp or something. I have no idea. Save a few bucks. Well, here's funny. I saw this tweet earlier. <laughs> John Davis says, you're putting a party hat on a trash bag. <laughs> but I had to laugh because, um, so Corey... Finley, uh, who happens to be Patrick Finley's much better half. Ah. Um, she works for the Tribune, tweeted this earlier because they had a whole timeline of all. I don't think people realize how many times the Bears have flirted with leaving Soldier They've never really been happy with Soldier Field. 
Right. It goes yeah. back to when they first went there. They originally signed a five-year agreement to play at Northwestern Stadium. And then the Big Ten nixed it, so they had to find mm. somewhere else. And that's why they ended up at Soldier Field. Um, and there's been – so they have this whole timeline. And it, April 1982, the Park District unveils a, pl- unveils a plan to build a $20 million dome atop Soldier Field with a quote from Raymond Simon, the Chicago Park District board president. He said, we're just finishing a $32 million renovation of Soldier Field. But if you look 10 years down the road – and if Soldier Field would be utilized 150 days a year, we would be making a lot of money. No shit. <laughs> that was 82. They yeah. couldn't get it done then. It was obvious it would make money then. It was obvious it would make money when they redid Soldier Field in 2002, and they didn't put a dome on it. And it's obvious now it would make money if they did it. The problem is the landscape has changed and teams figured out if they build their own stadiums and not just stadiums. This is the important Mm -hmm. thing. Entertainment districts. Mm -hmm. Okay. Another thing the Bears kind of missed the boat on, by the way, the new House Hall is awesome. They doubled the size, great facilities. There's absolutely nothing wrong with it. But take a look at what some of these teams are doing. Started with the Cowboys. They're around there just practice facilities. It's amazing. They're literally office. People can work in the office buildings and watch the Cowboys practice. Mm-hmm. There are hotels. Um, it's a whole complex. They have high school football games there. That's sweet. The Vikings did that too. Not only did the Vikings build U.S. Bank Stadium, which is amazing downtown, mm-hmm. but they built a whole new training facility out in the suburbs and did the exact same thing. Yeah. My aunt and my sister did a girls weekend at the hotel attached to the Vikings facility. A girls weekend. Okay? <laughs> wow. Like that they went there to get like pampered and their nails done and stuff. Yeah. Okay? Like Sounds it's relaxing. it's it's attractive to everybody. These are what these teams are figuring out. It goes way beyond just football and I don't even know if the Bears considered that with House Hall. I don't know if it would have been feasible at the land they had. But that's what some of these teams are doing. And so the Bears, at least the way I look at it, will be way better served by purchasing this massive land in Arlington Heights and doing all that there. It's 350 acres. And, and look, they can do whatever they want there. Mm-hmm. And if it becomes advantageous for them to relocate Hallis Hall there, they'll do that if it, it you know makes them more money. I know they just built everything, but in, in 10 years, they may say, hey, this is actually kind of outdated, and we could have girls' weekends at Hallis Hall for, <laughs> for, for the women in Adam Ho's life. So um, they've never done – they've never gotten the, the stadium situation right, and this is a chance to get it right. And you're not going to retrofit Soldier Field again and, and put another Band-Aid on it again. It's just not going to happen. There's nothing Lori Lightfoot can do. There's no plot of land in the city that compares to Arlington Park or really anywhere else in the entire metropolitan area. It's just delaying the inevitable, really, I think. I agree. I was trying to find also in that article, I was reading on the, the Tribune, like she said, oh, but we have all these lots that you can move Soldier Field. You know, the Soldier Field is like, no, you don't. Like, come on, let's, let's be realistic here. If the best option to get one of these modern stadiums with the district we were just kind of talking about 
The land's in Arlington Heights. It's a yeah. closer drive for me and Adam, too. We've got to go to the stadium. That's true. Um, but... Are we going to see, like, an actual plan? I know that the, the story got leaked. It probably blew up some of the mayor office's plans to unveil this, but, like, we got a drawing. I mean, you already <laughs> said, okay, it's 400 to $1.5 billion. It's the party had on the garbage bag. I mean, but here's the thing. It wouldn't surprise me if that's where it got leaked from. I, yeah. I don't know if there really is a realistic plan here. <laughs> I, I, hey, well, I, hold on. We're putting a dome on it. Uh, we'll leave. Yes. But I think... And Braggs brings up a good question. We'll address that question here in just a second. But when it comes to the politics of that, I think what you just said, Kevin, is important. If the Chicago is going to lose the Bears, they need to at least do the PR spin here and make it look like they offered something True. that the Bears are the bad guys for leaving. Right. right. Um, because politically, you don't want to be known as the politicians that lost the Bears <laughs> in Chicago. <laughs> right. Yeah. So... There's definitely some of that that's going to be going on here that we have to keep in mind. And I, I'm calling their bluff right now. Like, I just don't really believe that there's a feasible plan here, especially for like $1.5 billion. <laughs> just build a damn new stadium. Yeah. Right, right. That's Which, to me, is the only realistic option for staying in Chicago. Yeah, and again, they still don't get the money, though. Right. So that's... When you, I think, really break it down, it's like where where are the benefits for the Bears other than just kind of where they're at, at at their, you know, just having the same that they have. They just need to move. Got to go. Now, here is a key question. Bragg's in the stands, our guy. Can we trust the Bears to build it right in Arlington Heights? I'm not settling for anything less than what Vegas or L.A. got. And I think that this is a fair question. Yeah. Because how many times have they screwed this up? Yeah. Um. And all due respect to Ted Phillips, but when I hear we've moved him out of football to basically put him 100% of his energy on the stadium, and then that's probably going to be the last thing he does for before he goes off into retirement, well, he's the one that... <laughs> the way Soldier Field is what it is because he was involved in that. So I mean, Suppo not supposedly they're talking with and consulting with the people who did build the Vegas stadium. Yes. Mm -hmm. So that that's a good sign to me. Um, there's a lot of examples to draw from. I don't think that really anything has come out. Yeah. I, I don't think anything's been built in the last ten years where everyone's been like, "This is a pile of crap." Has there been? Um. No, Atlanta's no. is nice. Yeah. Minnesota's is nice. Minnesota's is what I would shoot for. Yeah. That's um, having been, I, look, L.A. is an unbelievable uh, pie-in-the-sky, like, dream situation because it was also built on an old racetrack, Hollywood Park. They're not spending $5 billion on a stadium. It's just not going to happen. It, it's also more than is probably necessary, so... Plus, you have their climate situation. They didn't need to put a full... They put a canopy over it, basically. Mm -hmm. But it's not a full domed-in stadium. I was, I, Vegas, it was fine. Okay. It's nice. Yeah, I, it's nice. And, and, and they did... They, did uh, they are consulting the people that did the Vegas stadium. To me, U.S. Bank in Minnesota is way nicer. What about they, the, the place Vegas in London stadium. where they played? Tottenham. Um, the interesting thing about Tottenham Stadium, now that doesn't have a roof. So 
If you're gonna do one without a roof, that's probably a good. I want a roof. I think I'm, you. Need I never it. thought I'm I would say that, yep. but I I want a roof because I want them to build a team for speed, and I want them to be, build it indoors, and I want them to stop building teams for outdoors because they can't do it. Well, also, and I've said this many times, bare weather is not a real thing. Right. No. It may have been one time, but in all the years I have covered the team, I can think of one game where it realistically helped them win, and that was against Jared Goff and the Rams yep. in 2018 That's right. when That's it was brutally game. cold, and <clears throat> nobody on that Rams team wanted to be there. And you saw um, what they did in the playoffs that year. If they had played each other again in L.A., mm -hmm. there's no question in my mind the Rams would have won that game. You know, but you didn't do it. You know, so maybe it would have helped you again in the playoffs, but that's all speculation. Mm -hmm. right. You shouldn't be building a football team where you need to slow <laughs> it down. Elements. You need the elements to help you win. Why don't you just build a damn team that's better? That's a good idea. A <laughs> you know start. what I mean? And I think a dome would force them to do that. But also, like... You spend all this time worrying about how bear weather might help you win a game, and you're ignoring the fact that no, there's a very small percentage of fans who actually want to sit in the cold weather anymore. Like, it's some novelty. Yeah. It's not. You Go, go to these games. Um, I, I see, like, I, I know I talk about U.S. Bank Stadium a lot, but go to a game there. Yeah. It is an awesome experience. And as much as the cold weather might help them, you know what really helps the Vikings in that stadium? How loud it is. Yeah. It is so <laughs> loud. It was so loud. You know what I would be disappointed by if, if they show up at Lucas Oil Stadium? Yeah. Yeah. At least that roof's retractable, though. Yeah. But Lucas Oil Stadium gets the job done for... It's, it's, it's all right. I mean, it gets the job done, no doubt. But, but I mean, it's, it's, it's good for Final Fours. It's good mm -hmm. for Big well, Ten Championship it, games. It's just it's just like a big field house, right? Yeah, but it's mm -hmm. nice. I. It's like a little nicer Ford Field. Well, that's what, and that's what I'm saying. And I would argue that maybe like the Vegas Stadium is a little bit nicer, Lucas Oil Stadium. Yeah, yeah, I I, I would agree. With that. Other than lo looking like the Death Star that kind of matches what the Raiders are doing, there's mm -hmm. nothing. When you were inside that stadium, there was nothing that was Bears fans took over that stadium. Overly special about it. Whereas the Vikings with the architecture, and I love how half the... Because um, one of my complaints about dome stadiums is that when you're inside, you can't even tell if it's day or night out. Mm -hmm. What I love about the Viking stadium is half the roof is glass. Yeah. Right. And so when, you, when you're playing a noon game there, you, you, you feel like it's daytime out. Right. Mm -hmm. And when it's 10 degrees outside and you're inside... And it's like daytime and there's sun. It's like you feel like you've actually gone somewhere nice for three hours <laughs> when you're actually in freezing cold Minnesota. Yeah. So I love what they did there. We've those. already moved on from Lori Dome. We've already, we've already passed it up. It's Done. so ridiculous to think that it's uh, realistic. It's just not. But um, we'll talk a little bit more about this. But the best way to support CHGO is to download the PointsBet app. Use code CHGO when you sign up. And if you do that right now, you get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. And that's not it. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content. And you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. I'm disappointed in all three of us saying not, none of us are actually wearing a CHGO shirt today. All right. Yeah, points bet. 
I am rocking points bet, though, that, which that is the read I'm doing right now. Yes. So $2,000 in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free T-shirt from the CHGO locker, all for making a $50 more first-time deposit at points bet. Any questions, email pointsbet at allchgo.com. We will help you out. Your home for live in-play betting is better than ever because if you see an edge in the game you're watching or if your favorite team is primed for a comeback, well, you don't have to just watch the game. You can bet along with it live. PointsBet is more live betting, more live markets, and faster live cash outs. Download the PointsBet app right now. Use promo code CHGO. Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. If you're someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services. All right, you guys, do you want to start your day with a competitive edge? I already know the answer, yes. Strava CBD Coffee is a game changer and has helped thousands of people to improve their overall wellness and quality of life. Strava delivers delicious, fresh roasted specialty coffee infused with organic, broad-spectrum CBD. And just so you know, CBD from hemp doesn't make you higher hungry, but it does offer real benefits that can help you. Like feeling alert and focused without the jitters, living your day more balanced with less anxiety and fewer aches and pains, plus... Including CBD in your daily routine can even help you enjoy more restful sleep so you wake up feeling at your best. And the best part about all of this, Strava is all about quality. Everything is small batch, fresh, and shipped straight to your door. Strava also offers concentrated full-spectrum CBD tinctures for those looking for a more traditional CBD format with a powerful entourage effect and benefits. CHGO listeners can save 25% off their entire purchase when you use code CHGO25. That's 25% off your entire order at StravaCraftCoffee.com when you use the code CHGO25 at checkout. And do you already love Strava? Subscribe and save with the Strava Coffee Club. With Strava, you are in control. Save on your favorite coffees and have them automatically delivered to your home or office on your preferred schedule. All right, Kevin, you wanted to be here for the stadium stuff. Any, any final thoughts before we move on to uh, the quarterback? On the stadium stuff, yeah, I don't think so. I'm like I'm, int- I'm excited to like get it all into play. I mean, apparently they're getting closer. They've they've done the land <laughs> survey in Arlington Heights. They've been doing their homework. Like, let's get the paperwork done, and let's start seeing some drawings of what that's going to look like. Yeah, so what like four years like a timeline? I think of what it took for like L.A. to get theirs up up and running that was the one thing i wanted to say is like this is going to take a while yeah yeah um i think even the planning stages i think you know just imagine what it would take to actually even get the city approved to put a dome on soldier field right yeah seriously and then the years it would take to actually make that all happen i mean i i think we're if you just it surprised me just going back and looking at some of the stuff this morning remember when the bears put out that statement that said that they were even, like, exploring the possibility of buying that land. Mm-hmm. That was June of last year. Like, it's already yeah. been a year. And what has really happened? Right. Not much. It's 13 months later, and we're just now hearing a leaked story about how Lori wants to put a a, roof. a party hat on a <laughs> Garbage trash can yeah. or whatever. <laughs> so I don't understand, like, there's so many more L's that she's going to take than losing the Bears, like, so many more things wrong with this city. Like, even if she were to save the Bears, like, that doesn't save her legacy whatsoever. No. Um, how? And here's another question for you. If we were sitting here and I was saying, okay, the Sox, the Cubs, the Blackhawks, or Bulls are going to move out of the city, I think all of us would be kind of like, wait, 
hold on, why, you know, that can't happen. With the Bears, it's a much easier sell. And why is that? Is it because of Soldier Field? Or are you not, is, is football not as tied to the actual city? Is it because the Patriots don't play in Boston? The Cowboys don't play in Dallas? <sighs> I, think, I think it's people understanding the benefits i think like yeah this the the situation yeah yeah and and understanding that it 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 needs to be a bigger stadium the nfl is a bigger landscape than any of those other teams um it's just much easier to put especially when it comes to nhl and nba Mm -hmm. part of the reason why the overwhelming majority of I mean, way more than just majority. There's very few exceptions. Most teams all play downtown or pretty right. much close to it. Um, and even in recent years, you've had like the Warriors go from sort of a right. outside mm-hmm. Oakland area to actually in San Francisco. Um, I think it's just different when you have to build these monster football stadiums that everyone's trying to have now. So I think that's part of it. Um, you know, also, I just think you move the Bears like, Bears fans are going to follow the Bears. It doesn't yeah. matter if they're in Chicago or if they're right. in Arlington Heights. Like, I mean, th- there are pe- there are people there. you see in the comments and you see people on Twitter saying there's no way the Bears can move out of Chicago. And most of those people are like they live close to the stadium mm. or it's easy for them to get to. Um, and I think that's why they don't want to lose them. And I understand that part of it. But it doesn't. It, I mean, Soldier Field, like, the Bears have really only played there for 50 years. It's not mm-hmm. like. George Hallis was playing there or whatever. So Yeah, that's it's true too. Plus go back to the timeline, the Tribune story I was talking about earlier. Like it's like every five to ten years they want to get out of it. Right. <laughs> it, 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 they've never been team. happy there. Mm-hmm. It's never been And a not a lot solution. of great things have happened there either. Yeah, that's Well my my favorite outside of like a five year period. Well first game at the new Soldier Field, the new renovated Soldier Field. Who won that game? Paris Hilton. Paris Hilton. <laughs> Remember she was there? She was at... At the first game? Yeah, because yeah, she, d- she was dating, dating Brian Erlacher, Erlacher and she was up in the box, and Monday Night Football spent like half the, the oh. broadcast on it. <laughs> um, but no, she, she did not win that game. The Green Bay Packers won that game. Of course. Of course, of course they, they did. Because that's what happens. Um, they'll probably win the first game at the new stadium in Arlington Heights, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. I don't think it'll fix it. But um, All right. We need to talk a little bit about Justin Fields, and um, let's see. Should we still try to cram in two players? Should we move one to tomorrow? Where are we at? We're we're one. I think we need to move uh, the second player I think we should tomorrow. move the second player tomorrow just because today's Justin Fields yeah, day in the Hogue grades. I feel like he at least deserves 10 minutes, if not more. Um, so no reason to, to kind of skip through it. Um, but that is where we are if you've been – if you've missed any of this conversation, but during this dead period in the offseason, we have been going through the opponents on the schedule and kind of breaking them down. Uh, and we've been going through the roster of the players that are coming back from last year and how they performed in 2021 using the grading scale I always use uh, dur- that I acquire and gather during the season. Um, we just figured we'd go back to them and kind of review where different players on the roster stand right now. So... We've been in the starter category now for a few days mm-hmm. before I was off for a couple days over the weekend. But um, this is where Justin Fields comes in. And I don't know if this is going to surprise people or not, but the reality is he did, in my mind, on the film, play like a starter. Mm-hmm. The film certainly looks better than the stats. Um, 
because the numbers overall just aren't impressive. 10 starts, completion percentage below 60. Didn't even throw for 2,000 passing yards. More interceptions than touchdowns. But I think those that really watch each and every snap of Justin Fields' season were able to identify the promising things that go well beyond maybe the promising things that Mitch Trubisky was able to show when he was a rookie, mm-hmm. when the Bears kind of did just enough to make you feel hopeful that they had found their guy. Justin Fields did more of that. Um, anyway, his grade for the season ended up being 2.58, which does put him in that starter area, um, kind of right there in the middle. But for a guy that you drafted, you certainly want Justin Fields just for kind of uh, comparison's sake or goal for this year. You want him in the threes oh, this year. Sure. as you're, like, So I, I think that that grade actually accurately shows where he was at, kind of where he played last year. And by the way, there's no question he is the starter because everyone understands that he is the best quarterback on the team. But he needs to be a lot better if he's going to be that franchise guy that was worth the first-round pick and the first-round pick in addition that they traded to get him. He needs to play better. I just think it's important sometimes to remember how last year played out and understand despite the scheme problems, Mm -hmm. despite that god-awful Browns game, that the tape should just be burned for all time. He actually started to turn the corner midseason. He had back-to-back games against the 49ers at home, Mm -hmm. which they lost, but he played well, and Nagy wasn't there that game, by the way. (laughs) Um, Then they went on the road to Pittsburgh on Monday Night Football, and the talk the next day, if you remember, was about two things. One, the awful taunting penalty that everyone was going crazy about, and how Justin Fields looked really good. How Justin Fields put the Bears in position to win, but the defense couldn't hold on to it. And then you may remember the Ravens came to town the next week, and once again, the Bears had an awful game plan. He was facing a much more complex defense, kind of struggled with it, which was understandable, but he also got hurt, missed a couple games, came back against the Vikings Packers, didn't really look 100%, mm-hmm. was going through some issues. Then he got COVID, didn't finish the season. The point being, he did kind of reach that point midseason where you wanted him to, despite all the bad things going on. Um, and then a whole bunch of reasons that are, in my opinion, out of his control, stalled that growth midseason. Um, and I just want to make sure people remember that plateau he hit mid-year and that the reasons for it coming down from that I don't believe are really his fault yeah and, and also after the Pittsburgh game there's the bye week so he had that bye week then Baltimore and then he's out but in that Pittsburgh game and I like you watched all the snaps just while I was here at CHGO it's you saw everything that you wanted to see high level throws and I think he made his best throw of the entire year in that game it's to start the fourth quarter Jimmy Graham's running his seam route down the middle of the field and Fields hits him in stride while Cameron Hayward is coming barreling down on him. Balls delivered. They end up getting a touchdown on that drive. But Justin Fields moving to his left in that game, looking accurate, had the the go-ahead touchdown to Darnell Mooney there. He showed everything that you wanted to see out of your franchise guy. But like you said, things just didn't work out his way where he couldn't build off of that game. But still, like you said, there are things he needs to work on. There are some high throws. 
a bunch of high throws that he had throughout the season. So he needs to work on that. In this quick passing game, you need to you can't back up in a three step drop. If you continue to back up, that's the worst thing to do for your offensive lineman, also as a quarterback. So it needs to work on that and processing. Continuing to learn this new offense, knowing where the receivers are gonna be, where he's expecting them to be and to get the ball out quickly. So things that you wanna see in year two, but you can go through multiple games and find one of those plays from Justin Fields. And that's where, like you were saying, Adam, like with Mitchell Trubisky, it happened very sparingly. With Fields, it's like he knows he you he can make that deep throw. He can make it over the linebacker before the safety. And that's why he just needs to build that consistency of. And maybe if he has a more competent scheme, we'll see more of those types of throws. We know that he has the physical tools. We know he fits the profile. We know he can do a lot of amazing things that run against against the 49ers. You know, still has us going right now, you know, mm-hmm. almost a year later. The other part of it, obviously, though, is the homework. And, and, and everything that we see on social media and we hear from other people is that he puts the work in. And whatever. So, okay, what, what, what is that going to do? Are we going to get a jump out of that? And then, obviously, we know in the NFL, it's not just about the quarterback, but it's about the rest of the team, and it's about the coaching. Uh, will this coaching be able to elevate him to the next level? And does he have the people around him to, to make him successful? We've been asking about that on the podcast all, all year long. All year long, yep. Um, I, I don't know, but so many things have to happen. I do like the track that has been laid. Um, but now whether or not he can kind of keep on going down and, and what heights he can reach. We just we, we started this podcast talking about Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. Won games, took them to the playoffs. Ultimately, that franchise decided, even after spending the number one pick on him, you know, what, four years ago, that he's not the guy. So can Justin Fields, you have a, what, it was a 2.58 right yeah. now? What does it need to be next year? I don't know. I mean, yeah, I mean, I would say definitely in the threes. And, and, I, and look, I don't break down the Browns games the same way, but I imagine if I had done that with Baker Mayfield, he's kind of in the same range, right? He's mm-hmm. And as Steven comments right now on the screen, you know, that's a starter. You're open to replacing when the right player comes along. That's the range you're in. That's mm-hmm. why, you know, I tier them the way they are because that's kind of how scouts do it too. You can have starters that play well enough to start but you're not willing to pay them, you know, a long-term extension to keep them around because you're maybe worried because you think you can do better because you think you can always find that blue chip guy. Um, And that's what you need at the quarterback spot. So I would imagine that Baker Mayfield's kind of in that same range, um, which is why he probably makes him attractive to another team. But for the Bears' sake, they need Justin Fields to play better than he did last year. But I say that with almost zero blame on him. You know what I mean? Because from the very start of him not even getting to work with the starters at all in training camp. Put a man disadvantaged to start. He was not put in position to have success. Um, And it was a misguided plan to begin with. I really think that they thought that they could get by with Andy Dalton and sit fields for the whole year. And it just, that it was just mishandled. When you put it that way, it's mishandled from before they even drafted Justin Fields. Yeah. Cause they thought that Andy Dalton could have done that. And that's, that's what's <laughs> really unfortunate about uh, the rookie year that Justin Fields had, which in some ways like to spin it. It's like, 
the fact that he still ended up with a two five eight, yeah, gives you a little bit of optimism. At least it does for me. We're for not sure. far removed from a period in which we made a lot of excuses for Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, and that lasted four years. It didn't go with his entire rookie contract, um, or the, the entire five years. Do you think that's going to be an extended period for Justin Fields? Do you think if it doesn't work this year, we're going to be here at the same time next year saying, okay, well, maybe the third year is different or. I mean, do you, I don't, when I look at year one for Justin Fields, I almost don't even really count it. If, if you know what I'm, if you know We what, said you the know, same thing about Trubisky. I know, yeah. I well, know. So, so, <laughs> so that's like, but I'm glad you brought this up, Kevin, because yeah. I think it's an important point, and I want to at least think that I'm learning from some past mistakes because I was that's, definitely yeah. part of that, and I think that's why maybe we caught some of our own listeners and viewers off guard when in the off-season program we had a couple shows here and they were like, yo, he didn't look good today. Mm-hmm. It was not, a, and they, they, some, you know, the commenters were not happy hearing that. Oh, it's just an yeah. off-season practice. Yeah. But I think part of that is we got to raise the bar a little bit. Like, that's, that's what true. I'm saying. You know, even if he's hovering around a 2-5 in the middle of the season, like, that's not good enough. He, he needs to step it up. And that's why I think when we started having some of those conversations in those off-season practices, it was like, look, we're not saying he's not allowed to have a bad day here and there. But when it looks that bad and when there's been way more bad than good that just starts to be a little bit of a concern but then most days the next day he turned it around so i can't wait to get to training camp where we can kind of see it stacked day by day and oh by the way i actually haven't worked with the starters this year <laughs> because we'll be able to judge that a little bit more but i do think that we and by i'm also going to say the bears organization mm-hmm. can't go into next year in the same position the Bears were with Trubisky, which was like, okay, won a lot of games, had a good season, won the division, but now there's all this like going the 202, the offense mm-hmm. going the 202 level, um, and just assuming he can do it. Got to figure that out now. Yeah, and I think if he can do that with the team that the Bears currently have, I think that's a good indication he's also going in the right direction. Because you mentioned it, yeah. Kevin, who does he have to like really – work with outside Darnell Mooney, David Montgomery, and you could throw Cole Komet in there. But if he could show more consistently those, those big-time throws, yeah, that, that's what you want to see in this season. We have a comment on there. The Giants are still giving Jones last chances. Why should Fields already be given up on? I'm not suggesting that whatsoever. And I also would say that just because the Giants are doing something dumb doesn't mean like the, the Bears should also do. Yeah. And I'm not saying sticking with Fields is dumb. I'm all on the, the Justin Fields train. I really do hope he can make that jump because of what we did see against San Francisco and against Pittsburgh. Um, but like you know, I, I'm tired of just being on these five-year plans because it, yeah. when you're at the end of the five-year plan, you have nothing to show for it. It's just like I'm not getting Starting any younger over. here. So mm-hmm. right, and I, and then. It, but if you do do that, you have to make um, smarter decisions. You can't just, you know, then sell panic and sell a farm for Deshaun Watson and get nothing for it. You know what I mean? Like, no, I agree. But that's why these quarterback picks are so important because if you get them wrong, yep. you just, you're just scrambling. It doesn't yeah. look good. And speaking of that, I just saw this tweet uh, from Benjamin Solak just to bring this podcast full circle. Um did you know the Panthers traded more 
to move up in the draft for Matt Corral than they did for Baker Mayfield. <laughs> Jeez. They traded a 2023 third-round selection when they traded up to get Matt Corral, and then this was a conditional five. Wow. <laughs> what a world the NFL can yes, be. Yes, it is. Quarterbacks run it. Uh, All right. Well, we will move the uh, next player to tomorrow. So a little bit of teaser there. But uh, we let me just tease you with this. We are moving into the long-term starter category Ooh, with our next player. Who fits in that with category? With our next player. So uh, we'll be back tomorrow, and we'll double up with the players again, unless there's more news. But um, we were, we're going to do two today, so we'll just do two tomorrow. We'll also preview the Jets tomorrow, which I know everybody's got to be excited about that. Mm-hmm. I find the Jets interesting. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and I'm say I'm a little that. high on the Jets. We talked about, we did the uh, schedule preview, mm-hmm. the predictions, and I, I said take the over on the, I forgot what the what the over-under on the Jets wins are, but I'll take the over on it. Yeah. That, let's see what Zach Wilson can do in year two. Wait a minute. I almost buried the lead. Did you go see Top Gun? I did. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, we'd love to hear your uh, review. Yeah, and Nick wanted to to lead the uh, podcast yeah, with it. I enjoyed it. It was much better than the original. Okay, so, so why'd you love it? It was just like <laughs> you know what it was. Even if you took away that it, the fact that one, I think it was probably the best sequel I've ever seen. Um, wow, I think I, I think that's true. Well, especially if you thought it was better than the original. Well, yeah, um, I just think it was a good action movie. I mean. It, you know, I, I think of like action movies that I really like. Um, I, I just kind of like that kind of heist, like quest sort of thing. Um, I, I, I'm a big fan of like uh, The Rock. Um, mm-hmm. And I think J- Jerry Bruckheimer was in on this movie, right? So it kind of felt a little similar. You ever seen The Rock? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, yeah. It's a great movie. It is. Um, so I enjoyed it. I mean, I'm not a big Tom Cruise guy, which kind of also. Okay. Why? I, like, I'm not a big original Top Gun fan, but, you know, he was fine. Um, seeing Val Kilmer again kind mm-hmm. of brought a little feels out of me. Um, always been a big Jennifer Connelly fan, dating back to career opportunities, so that's a good movie. I didn't know. like how they didn't really one. explain who she was. Yeah, that was a little... I was like, are they trying to so my wife, my pretend wife she's the same person? Or No, is, the, there is a tie-in to the old one, and I'm not sure, because sure, I haven't seen the, the original one a lot, but... If there is, I didn't they, pick they up like on it. They mention a penny somewhere in oh. the original one. Oh. So. Now I have to go rewatch them both again. I can't explain it for you. I don't know that much about it, so I can't tell you exactly right, Nick, who it is. Go um, investigate and report back tomorrow. I'm sad, I'm sad that I didn't see it on IMAX. We were to go see it on IMAX. Or 4DX. But it's like every IMAX in the area, it's only on at 1030 at night, and there's just no oh, way perfect. we're going to, you know. People go to movies at 1030 at night? Well, I mean, not if you need a babysitter. <laughs> oh, my God. I would just be so, I'd be so asleep. It'd be ridiculous. Yeah. They got to come back in the some 40X theater. I hope they do. Make you guys got experience. You got some power. Make it happen. I don't think I do, but. Are you guys going to see Thor this week? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Are you a th- are you a Marvel guy? I I I I kind of am. I'm enough that I like them. I binged them all a couple years ago. I okay, do, and I good. do enjoy Thor. Um, the problem is, I, I don't. I'm not able to get out to see movies. Like it had. I I was looking forward to Top Gun for like five oh, years. Young Jersey, twenty three. She was the admiral's daughter that was mentioned in the first one. Is that what's going on here? Uh, okay. There, I don't have to do my homework. She was the. Young Drizzy says it, she yeah. was the Admiral's daughter that was mentioned in the first one. Got to watch out for those Admiral's daughters. 
Um, are you a guy? Oh, in the opening scene. Yeah, when he jokes like, "And one admiral's daughter." I know, I know, I know what he's talking. When they're getting yelled at on the aircraft carrier at the beginning. Yes. Okay. I'm pretty sure I got you. Woo. I, are I, you a guy who go to a movie by himself? I've never. I done can't it. do anything. No, I can't get. No. I can't get out of the house by myself. Are you kidding me? Well, yeah, you have. I mean, you still got a little one, but I'm saying like. Would you go to one by yourself? Uh, you go to, do you go to restaurants by yourself? I will say this. When you were selling me on the 4D, the 40X theater, <laughs> I, I, that was a situation where I probably would have, like, had to yeah. go to a, like, a, I think it was one at, like, 830. Yeah, it was late. And was, like, could have convinced my wife, okay, kids are asleep. I'm going to go. <laughs> That's when you have to do it. Yeah. I think you're going to, like, start doing that. I think you're going to be a solo. Well, not if they're guy. at 1030. No, if not at 10.30. If you're in 40X and you're moving, but you'll once, be awake. Once the kids are in okay. bed, then you then you yeah. sneak away. That's interesting. Okay. I can't believe I missed that, the note about Penny. That makes more sense. Okay. It feels like a stretch, like in terms of them. But at least they tried to tie it in somehow. I'll give them credit for that. Hmm. Um, cool. Wow. Braggs does not agree with your uh, sequel. Oh, we should just become like a, a movies podcast house because well, we could do that. We get people charged up when we offer opinions on movies. Terminator Two, Empire Strikes it, Back. It's almost um, like there's a successful uh, there are successful podcasts out there that bridge the gap between sports and pop culture. <laughs> it's almost like that's a thing. I don't know. I wonder what that could be. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, anyway, if there's a 40x theater showing Top Gun in the area. Someone needs to tweet that at me, and I will still try to go. Because I did want to see it again. They just literally ended the day I wanted to go. Well, they got replaced by Jurassic Park. Which was I stupid. You, I did, saw the 40X of that. Uh-uh. Yeah, that movie was off. my time back. And I didn't even see it. I feel confident in saying that. Yep. You should. All right, uh, Kev, thanks for being here. Thanks for Enjoyed having Enjoyed the me. discussion on, um, <laughs> what'd you call it? The Lori Dome? The Lori Dome. <laughs> the Lori Dome. I love it. <gasps> Hey, 1035, 40X Top Gun. Wait, what? 1035. Tonight. Uh, show t- today, July 6th. You're going to go see a movie by yourself tonight. You should go with them. <laughs> I- I'll go again. There is no <laughs> chance I'm going to a movie at 1030 at night. Where's this at? I don't even know. Yeah. Also, it's probably like in North Dakota or something. And the the worst know. part is that the 27 minutes of commercials and previews. So that's an actually I a know. 1057 movie. Regal City North? What? I don't know what's that. <laughs> you got to come all the way down to the city. <laughs> You're already here. I'm already here. Yeah, no, stay. not happening. Um, <laughs> that was another thing. Because I, I hadn't been to an actual movie in so long, like in a movie theater. I could not believe I was still watching previews like <sighs> 25 minutes later. I, like, does the movie out. ever start? Yeah. My wife was like, it's always been that long. I'm like, no, it has gotten I think it's gotten longer. longer. There, I, was, there was like legit commercials like for like soda and stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I said soda. Yeah, I was going to say, it. it's pop. I don't know. I think you should have to give up hosting the CHGO podcast this week. My, just mother, for said, soda. my mother always said soda, so I said soda. I, yeah, same, same. All right. We're out of here. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, hit that like button if you enjoyed the podcast today. We appreciate you. Good hearing from Braggs. I don't know where he mm, came from yeah. today, but all of a sudden he's, he's here. Giving us content I love to it. talk about it. Um, Hit the like button, subscribe, notifications. Please rate and review, review the pod. Uh, check out our friends at PointsBet. Use that code CHGO. We got post-game shows coming up later today, too. We got White Sox, Cubs, all kinds of stuff going on. It's a busy day at CHGO. Make sure you are locked in 
to the, our channel on YouTube. And um, I don't want to even check what's going on in the Sox game right now. So I'm not going to. I'm just going to walk straight out the door and listen to music on my way home. Go Regal City North. There you go. You got Talk the to you guys tomorrow, <laughs> 1 o'clock. <laughs>